What is up, you guys? Welcome back to season four of Naked and Exposed, the podcast. And this season is based on Only Up From Here. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to to today, y'all. Like, I have a special, special guest, Charlene in the house. (laughs) What's up, y'all? How are you? Good to be here. Girl, it's great to have you. Yeah, I'm doing well. I mean, praise God. Alive, healthy, those are all positive, so I'm just going to praise God. Yeah, and that's all we can do. I know that these last few years have been challenging for many of us, but we are still here. We're still alive. We're still standing and breathing and moving forward. And so it's an honor to know you and to do life with you. And I'm excited for today's episode. Yeah, me too. It's going to be fun. It definitely (laughs) is. So guys, to give some backstory I was introduced to Charlene in towards the end of 2018, but our paths never really crossed until 2020. But it's just like God, like with divine timing and divine setup and just been able to to grow in a friendship. And now that, you know, I'm, I'm halfway across the country in a sense, we don't talk as frequently as we did in, in one season, but I, I'm grateful for who she is and who God has called her to be. And she had the opportunity to do a poem for the show this year. And it was titled Only Up From Here, which is also the the name of this season, the season of my life and the season that this podcast is walking through. And she shared parts of her testimony during the showcase. And I'm going to clip some in so that you guys can hear it on this episode. But Charlene, tell us how you have endured and what you're looking forward to God doing in the now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a journey for me as it is, you know, as it's been for everybody. Um, You know, 2020 was an interesting season for me, for sure. I mean, dealing with COVID and just all the things that was happening in the world. But then, you know, I was also kind of unpacking some things in my own heart during that season. And you know, it's kind of funny. It's like the analogy I tell people, like <laughs> 2020 was my year. I started unpacking things in my life and then I realized I couldn't fit them back in a suitcase anymore. And so I just had to start sorting them. Um, and so it's been an interesting journey with the Lord, you know, processing for me, you know, processing a lot of pain, a lot of trauma from my childhood. You know, I know the Lord's given me a pretty clear directive to share my story as I share his story. And vice versa. And so in doing so, I've had to revisit aspects of my story. So it's just been, it's been interesting. You know, I, I'm, it's been challenging at different seasons, but I'm grateful that God has been with me and been surrounded by good community. So that's been, that's been a huge blessing. So you definitely tapped on some key points, especially community. We cannot do this walk alone. I am a product of every individual that has poured into me up into this phase of my life and continues to pour into me and continues to correct me or rebuke me or give me grace and and shows me grace and mercy. And, And I'm just so grateful 
for people who decide to do life with us and even the people that may have transitioned on, not in a, a morbid or deathly sense, but in a sense of like their season with us where our paths have crossed, have come to an end, but we take everything we've learned from them and still use it for what is ahead. And you also tapped on your story in the sense of it having to confront it and it looking different. So what would you say your story is now? If somebody came up to you and says, who is Charlene and what is God doing? What would be the specificities that's happening? Yeah, I think this is a season of great clarity for me, you know. As I reflect on the whole of my life, I had, you know, I had some unique opportunities, one of which is, you know, in my lifetime, which is very rare, I've had the opportunity to be adopted twice, both in the natural and in the spirit. And the story around my adoption, both in the natural and the spirit, is really coming to the surface in this season of life because I'm really seeing, for a long time, I never really shared those stories. And part of that was just, you know, I didn't want to deal with it, I guess, because there was a lot of things that attached to it. And in this season, I really see the Lord um, breathing new life into those parts of my heart and giving me very clear invitations to be able to share those, to encourage other people, um, to enlighten other people, to challenge other people. And so this has just been, it's been a season of clarity of the Lord just making it um, just really clear to me what what he's asking me to do. And a part of my healing in this journey is being vulnerable and sharing and inviting other people to be vulnerable and share. And so that's been just really powerful piece because, I mean, years and years ago, I would have never thought that me verbalizing some of the things that I've experienced, both with the Lord and with family and just a lot of my past, would ever bring healing. In fact, I, I thought the opposite. I thought, you know, me bringing up this stuff would just be a downer and, and it wouldn't serve any good. And yet the Lord is using it. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, so yeah, this season is marked by a great deal of clarity and I'm, yeah, I'm just grateful for it. Which is really cool because I feel like this season for you started, the clarity really intensified in 2020 and it's interesting because we, you know, 2020 vision is kind of the, the thing that, we know 2020 to be, but biblically speaking, 20 in the Bible represents redemption. And to know that it was a double redemptive year, it's just really cool to see God's intentionality with how he has gotten you to this point in your journey where you have no choice but to seek him more and allow his perspective to become your perspective. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to take you back off of it. <laughs> Please. Good. No, I just, and you were talking about, you know, just the Lord um, and how he's working. And, you know, it's really been a joy. I mean, although I've had, you know, some challenges, which we all have. I mean, it's honestly been a great honor and a great joy to walk with God in this season. I just, I, I'm not sure how I would have navigated life without having an intimate relationship with, with Jesus. So I just wanted to kind of add that into it. So you go ahead. No, that was good. What does an intimate relationship with Jesus look like for you? You know, it's about savoring the presence of God. And 
um, in a couple months, I'm going to actually be working on a devotional series specifically for single people because I realize that, you know, this is a season um, where you really have a unique opportunity to develop a relationship with God that's really beautiful, that's focused. And so for me, what that looks like intimacy is really, it's like you build a relationship with anyone else. It's taking time to get to know that person. It's one having a desire to know that person, right? And then it's taking the time to get to know them. But it's also slowing down to let that person know you. And so how does that translate to our walk with God? For me, it's having a genuine interest in who is God and who is his character. And like, what is he about? Not just for the sake of, okay, so what can he give me? Because, I mean, he's already given us the best, which is his son. But like, who is God? Like, what does he enjoy? I mean, it goes, for me, it goes as far as asking, asking God very practical questions. Like, Lord, what do you enjoy doing with when we hang out, God, what is it that you enjoy doing? And it's prioritizing his presence, not out of, not out of religious obligation, but out of a sincere love. And then for me, it's also about me being completely vulnerable and, and honest before God. Um, there's an author that I, I like to read. It's just been challenging me in this season. And it's Pete Scazzaro and he has this book, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. And, you know, I read the book a couple months ago and I'm still processing what it's what it's all about but he talks about he has this um this this idea called the rules of life which is a basically there's a lot of backstory with it but there's four different quadrants and you're basically just kind of outlining some things of how you're going to live life and for me in my relationship quadrant when I think about the Lord you know one of the things I've committed to is just making sure that I share I tell the Lord exactly what's on my heart and what's on my mind and that's how I've been able to develop intimacy with God is just being honest, being honest about what I'm excited about, where I'm, where I'm falling short, and then seeking the Lord and building a relationship every single day, allowing him to be involved, not just in major decisions, although every decision we make to some degree is major, depending on how you look at it, but like really getting God involved in the everydayness of my life. And that's sweet. I mean, this is such a, for those folks who are single out there, <laughs> uh, it's such a sweet season because your focus, your focus is not divided. When the Bible talks about that, it's really, if done well, you, you leave this season grieving because your relationship with God just, it will morph and be beautiful, but it will be different. So that's what I mean by just developing intimacy. It's just really, it's diving deep in your relationship. It's taking responsibility to get to know the one you love and allowing yourself to be exposed before him. So you leave the season grieving because you did it well. That's one of the things I've been pondering on is, you know, considering we're recording this around right after Valentine's day, but it's this notion that marriage is another type of death. It's another type of dying to yourself. And I'll never forget hearing a young couple talk about how they knew it was time for marriage. And it was solely because they had reached everything that they could have done in singleness. And what was required for the next leg of the journey, they needed to be together and with their kingdom partner. But marriage or relationships, like it always exposes parts of us that are still unhealed. And I think that there is this misconception, whether it's platonic or romantic that you have to come into the situation completely whole and perfect but the truth of the matter is we will never be perfect on this side of heaven 
We will be transformed. We will be perfected, but we'll never be perfect. And right. And then it's just the, it's just the fact that each relationship, each connection is to help you get a little bit further, a little bit further. And so I just feel so much peace in you sharing what's going on in the capacity of the the intimacy to, to be vulnerable and to be honest, because that's what the naked and exposed brand is. It's based off of Hebrews 4.13. We will all stand before the Lord naked and exposed to whom we must give an account. And so it's this reality that if God knows everything we've done and everything we will do, why do we allow the shame, the doubt, the fear the guilt to keep us bound. And it's really cool to see how you have allowed yourself to be fully known and to be fully seen. And I, and I get it. It's, it's not no walk in the park. Okay. It It's not. Oh, not. And, you know, and, and Janae, it also didn't happen overnight. I think sometimes, so good. you know, the thought, you know, we give our lives to Christ and, Everything changes, which it does in a fourth dimensional realm, but we still have to walk in this third dimensional world. And we contend with our flesh and just the challenges of legitimately being human, a finite being uh, with a finite perspective, embracing an all-powerful God. Just conceptualizing that takes a lot. And so, you know, I'm, I'm the first to admit that it's been a long journey. I mean, I've been walking with God for a while. I mean, it's been a long time. And I'm just now, after almost two decades <laughs> of trying to figure out some things in my own life uh, with the Lord, coming to, to some areas of clarity, like, oh, wow, you know, God, you you, you, you talking to me. I, I see you. I see you. I see you seeing me, God. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there because I think sometimes people can get really discouraged and think, oh, well, you know, it's not, I, I don't have that level of relationship. I was like, well, just keep walking. You know, just keep walking, keep building. Um, a lot of it is just staying faithful in our relationship. So, staying faithful, keep walking, keep going. If you think about it, depending on how old we are, that's really how long this journey has been. If we're just looking at it from an entire lifespan up until this point, but also, recognizing the moment that we actively decided to follow Christ. And for me, my moment of coming to Jesus to actually walk with him and to learn him and to do life with him was in 2016. And here we are in 2020. And I'm just now seeing some of the fruit of the initial surrender. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you got me thinking. I was like, when did I? When did I make an official commitment? I, you know, when I was a kid, because you, you, and you talked about this guilt and shame because of some of the things that had happened in my past. Um, I had a lot of shame, even as a young kid. Just, I don't even know that I knew what shame was, but I certainly was struggling with it for a while. And um, so, you know, every time I went to church as a kid, I always gave my life to Jesus. Like I was always recommitting because I always felt like, oh, I just need to get better. Um, didn't really understand how that worked exactly, but I was trying. And so, but I would say like for me, it was, it probably was 2000 and, what was it? 2007, maybe? I think 2007. 
I think I really made a commitment to like really um, surrender my heart to God. And that was a really interesting season because I had a lot going on. So, yeah. It's good to reflect on those moments. I wonder how how often people are doing that. Like, it's good to go back and remember when when you met God. So, definitely, Joshua Ford talks about collecting the stones of remembrance for the future generations to come. And even in the midst of that, y'all, we got to take an account for what God has done and what God is doing in moments that we are struggling, and we need to be built up on our most holy faith by recounting all that God has done. That's why throughout the Old Testament, you see that the fathers of old made altars in at the places of encounter to always remember what God has did. And it, it's a huge part of my ministry and, and my journey is being able to document and to journal my way through healing and to write what God is doing and has been doing. I probably have almost at this point 50 journals, if not more, of what God has been doing intentionally now for the last three years since I was like, okay, let's do this thing. Let's write this thing out. And it's kicked my butt. You know, like I I will say 2020 for me, even though 2018 was the most intense, like if I had to give it some context, it felt like a wilderness season. But 2020 was like the year of application. 2020 was like, yeah, I know you surrendered and I know you went through this heavy, depressed season, but 2020 is like either you're going to become who I'm calling you to be or you're going to stay surface level. And I had no choice. I mean, we all have a choice, but the truth of the matter is once you taste and see that God is good, your only choice is to keep seeking God. And I just got to this place where it was like, what do I have to lose by following God? And the the pros and the cons of the situation, the truth of the matter is I had so much more to lose by not following God. And mm-hmm. I realized that we got into 2021 and I have been grieving these la- the, the entire year 2021 like was just one big pool of grief and I carried it well and it speaks to God's hand of protection, how you can, how your flesh can, how your spirit man can be stronger than your flesh as stated in Galatians five, that even though I was having moments of sadness, the joy was still stronger. Even though that I was struggling to move forward, I was able to do so because God's strength was made perfect in my weakness. And it wasn't until about two weeks ago that I realized that the season of grief has come to an end and I can finally, finally, step into the more of what God is doing and experience the, the abundance and the joy that is now here. And it's like, wow, like this is what I've been praying for these last four years. Like this is, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm now walking in a, a season that I prayed for, but the only reason I know that I prayed for it is because I have journals that document this season ahead. Yeah. That's good. Praise God. Mm. And that's such a gift. Right. The cap. Um, Keep going because you're a writer yourself. And so how has writing kind of helped you through your moments of weakness, but also aiding in this season of clarity that you're in? Yeah. Um, You know, I've always been someone who wanted to keep 
extensive journals. <laughs> but I'm such a verbal processor that it was always a bit more difficult for me to sit down and capture everything in my mind. And so I've done I've done journaling differently in different seasons. Sometimes I would just do voice memos because I just I tend to I pray out loud. I just talk a lot. Um and I sometimes when of writing is always been a means to an end for me. It's like I just want to get to the talking part, so I gotta write it down. Um but there's been some significant things, you know, whenever the Lord moves. And, you know, the way that God deals with my heart, I just love it. You know, I love when God catches me off guard. I love it. Like his spontaneity is just, it's just sweet. You know, I'm just living my seemingly everyday life. And, you know, the Lord will give me an idea and then he'll start unpacking that idea. And I immediately will grab a notebook. And that happened to me a couple of um, weeks ago. The Lord was just, just a thought came to my heart, wanted to start processing some stuff and start writing it down. And so I've been doing that more frequently in this season because just, I've just sensed the Lord's presence uh, more strongly. And he's just been really clear about, hey, capture this. And so when I hear that in my spirit, I definitely will grab a pen and a paper. And, um, and you know, in those harder moments, writing has also been a reprieve for me. I mean, when I first gave my life to the Lord, that's the first thing that God gave me was writing. And I remember it would be the only thing, like I was dealing with a heavy depression, I had some major loss in my life. And um, yeah, I just had a, like, had a, it's like the onslaught of everything that had happened for the first 18 years of my life, just kind of smacking me all at the same time. And so I started, I started writing poetry because um, I, I needed to process some healing and it was my way of doing that. And so I think for me, writing will always be an area that the Lord, you know, gives me to be able to, to process what he's saying and, and what I'm feeling and um oftentimes I don't know if you've ever had this experience but sometimes I'll be journaling and I'll be processing my own thoughts in my journal and before I know it I'm like I'm literally capturing capturing God's words which mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I this anyways and I was like oh wow that was me and then that was you oh this is me again oh that's you <laughs> um so I, I love that I love that the Lord just ministers to us wherever we are um, and for us who are writers, writing is part of that. So, yeah, been good. I definitely agree with you. And what's really cool is there are similarities. Like I had to go and buy an actual voice recorder because it it can get to the point because of, so I am an external processor. However, it can look different depending on what the subject matter is. And so in some situations, I can just write it fluently. In other situations, it's like, yo, just hit record and start talking. And so it's been cool, like learning the balance and how to integrate both. And I look forward to seeing what God does with these writings, because I know it's not just for me. I know that there are nuggets and things within there that will help people walk this thing out, because obedience is not for the faint of heart. But obedience is the main ingredient that's necessary to do this life here on earth because we have to be willing to to believe that God is God. It's one thing to believe in God. It's another thing to believe that God is who he says he is and in return obey the instructions that's outlined for us in the Bible. And it's like the Bible is the first and only and main authority that we should govern our lives around. And when people can grasp the fact that it's the Bible that we should be living our life from, it gets a little bit easier. It doesn't necessarily mean that the pressure or 
the frustration or the test stop. It just simply means that we grow stronger to be able to endure or to overcome it easier. And writing and processing and honesty have been main ingredients for me to get to this place of just saying, okay, I mean, whatever it looks like, God, have your way. Because every time I tried to plan what my life was supposed to look like, God was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny that you say that. and It's so good. Um, yeah, you know, and I think, you know, for people who might be listening, I love just, I love freeing people up. Because I, I think, um, I, I feel like that's one of my calls in the body is just to help people get freed up. And you know, for me, like, you know, I, I just say it's okay to ask the Lord for joy in the obedience. I think sometimes as believers, um, we just forget to ask God. I was like, you know, Lord, we want to obey you. But I also have to, one, remember that God's instructions, they really are for our good. And it's funny that sometimes we know this is a huge sacrifice. It's like, well, you know, in context, some of the things that we say are huge sacrifice. When we really put it in the full scope of it, it's like, you know, what a great grace that God's given us this invitation to walk in obedience. But I think just taking the time to pray, you know, Lord, I want to, I, mean, I desire to do your will. I want to have joy in the process. I don't think there's anything wrong. I've started to pray that. And I have literally seen the Lord answer that prayer for me. It's like, okay, God, I have a desire to obey you. I don't want my relationship to feel like drudgery because for me, it's really hard to, you know, it could just be some of the context and relationships I find myself in. But I was like, you know, no one is wants to sign up to be a part of a relationship that isn't awesome. Like, and so if I'm talking to people about what it means to walk with God, are, are the sacrifices? Yes, but I can quickly follow that up with those sacrifices are to God's glory and always for my good. And, and he's a good God. Like, he's a great father. He's not a deadbeat. Like, he takes care of his kids. And it's, it's God's delight and his joy to be in relationship with us. And so, you know, a lot of it has been reframing, even, you know, as you talk about the word, I love the Bible. I'm actually, I did, <laughs> I did a 30 day challenge with the Bible for the first time um, in the month of January, which was interesting. You know, that's a, that's some heavy reading to go through the entire Bible in 30 days. And I, you know, I did most of it listening to it. And I found that even at the end of that, I was like, man, it's so good that I want to go back. And now I'm doing it doing a 90-day cycle through the, through the Word of God, listening to it um, with another group of friends. But, you know, the Word of God is so rich. I had, when I was in divinity school, I had a professor that said the Bible tingles with the breath of God. And so whenever I think about the Word of God, whenever I think about just, and, you know, I'm a storyteller, so that's essentially the Bible is this huge, this beautiful, um, beautiful outline of God's story that in a lot of ways is still being written through our lives, et cetera. But it's like, yeah, this just, um, you know, my heart is for the body to get to this place. You know, I'm, 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 I'm God's kid that is always like wanting to advocate for the the Bible and the word and to be in his presence because I just believe so much um, that it's not only life, trans, you know, like not only that it would transform your life, but it's like, it really is the best thing. And so I know, you know, when I tell people like, no, following God is legit. Like, this is the best thing. You're not going to find anything better than him. I promise you, you can't convince me. Um, and I can hold to that because I just, you know, I've got my own personal experience with God. But yeah, 
yeah, learning to appreciate and, you know, love the word is just, man, it's, there's so much richness that's there. Um, so, yeah, that's me on my little soapbox. I, I'm like, man, I want people to always feel like, oh, I got to read the Bible. I was like, if you only understood how beautiful, how powerful it is to just sit, sit in the word, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel like some heavy task. So, anyways. When I tell you, I just got so caught up in what you were saying that every <laughs> piece of conversation that I was going to say or comment that I was going to say after just completely said, good night. Good night. We gone. Just good night. <laughs> just, you just have a way of, of really teaching the word of God in such a practical, mm. real life way, just by speaking. Like, it's not even as if you're trying to do it. You're just doing it. And I learned something new about you. I did not know that you went to divinity school, ma'am. Oh, yes. Um, it's interesting. Yes, I did. So I still need to finish my degree. But I, my, my divinity school journey was interesting because it's, it's funny because next week I'm teaching the freshman class at Campbell University, which is where I went to divinity school. So it's really, I was like, well, Lord, look at us. We going back, Jesus. Let's go. <laughs> so. Um, and I'm really excited because I'm talking about the Imago Day is my topic and it's a very interesting perspective the Holy Spirit has given me. So it's going to be fun to be back on campus, but yeah, I went to start divinity school at Campbell and at first I was going to go to Duke divinity school, which was really exciting. I actually got accepted to the university and wanted to go, but, um, felt at the time it's probably better to go at Campbell and I really love Campbell. I, I will give them a shout out this spiritual formation. Um, community is really strong there. So, yep, it's a part of part of my story. I guess I, yeah, I guess we never talked about that. So, yeah, we we definitely haven't talked about it. it. Was perfect for this moment. Main okay. Let me say. Let me ask this question first. Do you see yourself finishing sure. that degree? Yes, I would like to. Um, I mean, if you left it up to me, I would finish my degree. I would get my PhD in English or something else. <laughs> um. And, you know, I yeah, I'm still kind of praying through that. All of my professors are like, you need to come back, which I love. I mean, I'm somebody who loves the classroom experience. I just, you, you know, if I did go back, I would want to be able to have access to a classroom and my professors because I just think it, 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 for me, it was a more enriching experience than maybe doing it online. Um, but, yeah, that is a part of my plan. Mm -hmm. Likewise, it's in the far distance of my brain if god calls me to divinity the theology seminary don't really know the difference in the three but if that is something that he desires and i will do it yeah you know it's and i think for me when i first was going to school um definitely felt led in my spirit to take that leap of faith um but it'll be really interesting going back in this season because I think a part of my desire for being in school, which is, you know, part of the desire for most of my classmates at the time, you know, we're like needing the qualification, you know, to do the aspect of ministry we so called to. And I think, you know, in times past, I kind of, I might, may have leaned a little bit too heavy and so I'm like, okay, until I get this degree, you know, God can't quite use me. And I don't feel that way now. So me going back to school in this season will be, I will be a very different student. Um, having a different level of appreciation, having way more life experience. Because when I went to school the first round, I really hadn't had a ton of ministry experience outside of, you know, volunteering at my local church. And now 
having begun ministries and been involved in other ministries, being in leadership, teaching, I think my, yeah, I'm going back, I'm going back a different student and um, with a more defined focus. So, but I loved it. I mean, I'm a huge fan of it, you know? Um, and the only difference, the only really difference between divinity and seminaries, divinity is usually attached to universities and seminaries are standalone schools. That's it. But oh, they do the same. Good to know. Yeah, Here's they pretty the much do. thing. It's so yeah. cool to see God's intentionality because sometimes we we originally think of this stop or this pivot or this forsake this and do the this instead as it being the end all be all. But sometimes mm. we aren't at the fa the place of full maturity to be able to handle the magnitude of what that door will require once we step into it, but God is often giving us a glimpse of what's to come, but then he's like, but I still need you to walk out these things before I can actually open that door. And hearing you say now going back into that environment, you would just be a better student and a better person overall. I relate so much because my life has been one of huge transitions. And it's like, I'll start something and God will say pivot. And it's like, well, God, you've given me this calling of consistency and the ability to endure and to keep going. And, but, but you keep, I keep stopping. And it's like, yeah, because there's more that I need to do in you with your character. Because if I gave you the fullness of what the promise required, you would forfeit it because you're not mature enough to handle it. And I'm just thinking about it from that standpoint of like, wow, when you go back, my God, what is he going to do? Because you're now at a place where you can handle the dialogue, you can handle the questions, you can handle the wrestling with your faith now from a place of foundation instead of a place of, okay, yeah, God is real or, you know, I believe in God. Now you have experience with God. Now you have tasted and seen that God is good so that when you go into this space, it just enhances your encounter. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that's really critical because, you know, I can, I, I'm one that will quickly develop an, an intellectual, you know, relationship with my faith. I mean, I love it. I'll read the books. I'll get involved in deep theological conversations. I enjoy that. I enjoy unpacking the word line by line, word by word. Like I'm, I'm for it all day. Um, and sometimes, you know, we can, those can be weaponized by the enemy, certainly. And you can easily slip into legalism and a lot of other things that don't necessarily honor God. So you have a lot of head knowledge, but like you, like you just pointed out, like you don't really have the character or the compassion to take what you're learning and distill that down into real life one-on-one -on -one ministry. And I think that's the thing that takes a lot of time of massaging. So, you know, I'm a fan of formal education and learning. Like, you know, you know, my experience in school was really foundational for me at the time. Like I learned how to read the Bible. You know, you'd be surprised how many people never read the first five pages of their Bible. So they have no idea who wrote it. You know, they know who wrote the books, but like the historical and the work that went into capturing those books and assembling the Bible that you hold in your hand. And so there's a lot of richness, even in those pages, before you get to Genesis chapter one, um, and the theologians that God has inspired and given incredible scholastic, like grace to be able to assemble all those things, which I believe that that also speaks to the beauty of how God works in the lives of, of each of us. Um, 
because that 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 was their call, that was their assignment. So yeah, you know, I am I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, it would be very different. And you know, I loved your point. It just made me think. At some point, I want to write this book called The Plan A. <laughs> it's I called. Would totally it's read it, especially if you narrate it. I would yeah, have to or, read it. I could just listen my, to your poetic voice. It's going to be fierce. But it's, it's, it's called Plan A, which means you're, it's, you know, sticking with your Plan A, which is your assignment. And one of the things that I'm learning in this season is that, you know, take heart because God is consistently giving us new assignments. And if we, you know, I have finally got to a place where I've relinquished my emotional attachment to each and every assignment. I keep my attachment focused on God. And I just want to fulfill the assignment that he's put in front of me because ultimately, you know, our goal is to glorify him. And we're going to spend eternity with him. But while we're here on earth, which is for a very brief time, a vapor, here and gone, God needs us to be able to be malleable enough in our spirit and in our life to be able to respond to his voice. And so I, I just, I, I'm like, I'm learning how to keep that in perspective. Like, oh, wow, God, like you have not called me to settle into any one space longer than I need to be there because you have things you want to accomplish and I am a part of your plan. And so in doing that has offered me a lot of comfort in being like, okay, in this season, this is my assignment. I just need to be faithful to what God's calling me. And I need to keep my ear to his heart to say, okay, okay, what's next, Lord? Um, and again, keep my affections focused on him and not on any one thing in particular. Because, you know, as a leader and as a trailblazer, that was something I struggled with for so long. Like, I get, I mean, I get really hyped. God give me an idea. He'd even put people around me and I would serve them and love them and kind of get them equipped and send them off. And then I was kind of like, well, man, well, they gone. <laughs> and was finally, you know, always finding myself kind of just in this weird space. And finally the Lord is like, okay, you just stick with me, focus, focus on my face. Um, and let's just keep moving because there's so many people. I mean, I think about it. There are millions and millions of people who don't yet know God. Like the vastness of what the Lord um, is desiring to do in the lives of men and women all over the world. It's like, okay, let me shake off and just be ready when the Lord says move. Make sense? Totally makes sense to be able to do yeah. what God says at the that at the initial command, because, you know, delayed obedience is still disobedience. Yeah. And, and he's so good. Like, yeah, he's just, I don't know. I just, I'm always like wanting to just kind of like, okay, well, where you, where you at? <laughs> I want to make sure I'm in your pocket doing, you know, doing what he's asking, asking me to do. So, yeah. Cause there's safety and obedience. So I get it. We're, we're, girl, we are in this thing together. So as we begin to close up, is there anything that you want to leave the people before we sign out? Uh, you know, keep the faith. Amen. Like, it's one of those, like, we serve a good God. And, you know, for those folks who have a relationship with Jesus, I'm always going to implore you to continue to press in to your relationship. And I know sometimes that, that can be, it seems like, okay, well, you know, of course she's going to say that, but like, no, seriously, like if you are walking with God in this season, it is the best thing. And so I want to encourage anybody who has a relationship with God to continue to grow that relationship and be intentional about that. Um, and spending time in the presence of God, observing Sabbath and 
yeah, just those slowing down, being silent, like listening to the voice of God, those are all important things. And of course, if, you know, someone's listening and they don't know Jesus, then, you know, I'm always going to advocate that he's the best thing. Like, as I said before, like, you're not going to find anything better. I promise you. <laughs> like, um, we've so tried. we've tried, we've tried. Like, oh man, if I, I don't even have time to talk about all the stuff I did that I was like, oop, shouldn't did that. Um, and yet God is still good. Still good. Um, but no, I just want to leave people with that. It's just like, this is a, God is doing something in the earth. Like, no, no, like, not kidding, not being like weird, overly spiritual. Like, God is really moving in the earth. And although I don't, I can't really see everything that's happening, I sense something in my spirit that's really strong. Yeah. Like, Lord is moving and he is desiring to awaken the hearts of people that have been asleep and have been lost. And it's like, and really this is a time for the body of Christ to respond. I think that, you know, 2020, 2021, there was some pruning that happened in the body. Yep. And there were folks who got woken up like, whoa, my faith was attached to my attendance at church. And when church didn't happen, I realized I had no faith. Or my attention was attached to people who I thought heard the voice of the Lord and not realizing that I too hear the voice of the Lord. Oh yeah. And there are some folks that the Lord and vice versa, there's some folks that God woke up in this season. I feel like I'm one of those. Come on. God yeah. got our and was like, Hey, I'm calling you. Like it's this time for you to get off whatever painkillers you've been on, whether that's an emotional painkiller or a physical painkiller. And I need you to respond. I need you to be, I need you to come with me. And I think there's, there's like a just strong awakening in the, in the body of Christ of folks who are, who are, are sensing like, is it me or is it, does it feel like God doing something? Right. <laughs> and a couple of us, this remnant is looking around like, no, I think God is doing something. I can't quite see it, but I sense this rumbling in the air. So you know, this is a season of great preparation of like, if ever there was a time to anchor yourself, hey, I'm going to make a bold declaration that salvation belongs to God. Now is that time. Now is now that time. time. Like, uh, there is there, the, the, the kind of teetering on, I'm not really sure about this God thing. I'm like, now is the time to kind of strap in if you have, may have been on the fence um, because I believe the Lord is going to call those folks, you, me, and others to really like go and again make a bold declaration of who he is because God loves people and he desires to be in relationship with them right and I have committed my life to God I know the sweetness and the joy of walking with him but I am compelled to have to have, to see other people experience that same thing like I I long to see people come to have a relationship I mean a real relationship not just making a commitment a verbal commitment but i mean giving their whole heart to god i am like it's i, I feel like oftentimes i wake up and i'm like what else am i here for god except to serve you in that capacity and help usher people to the to your presence i mean i, I literally feel like my whole life everything i do my profession my career my work is all around how does how do i allow the holy spirit to use me in accomplishing what he desires which is to reach people so Amen. That's my part. So y'all, I thank you for kicking it with us on today. And we will holla at you later. Holla. Thank you for letting me be here. Appreciate it. Of course. Love you, girl. Signing out. Beep, 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 beep. Just kidding. I'm just kidding, y'all. I'm fading it out now.